0: five on five in five it is wednesday november 8th is the decompression stage of elections. 2023, day after Election Day, a lot of big stories. A lot of other headlines we'll get to here in just a little bit, but how, are we are we all okay after last night? It's, it's, it's a busy time in news when Election Day rolls around, but we all had pizza this morning.
1: We all had pizza this morning. I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad you did. I didn't know if <laughs> that was like not cool to bring up. But it's absolutely cool to bring we, up. We got one pizza, newsroom pizza is a tradition for those who don't know when it comes to election coverage in newsrooms, uh, and we got one one pie squared away Squirreled away is a better way to describe it For us uh, in the morning show So it was refrigerated It hadn't been sitting out for hours No one attacked it So we were really excited about that
0: I had three slices at 4am And I am proud of myself
1: What a better way to start the day
2: See people will hear that and think Man, that's kind of weird But with our bodies If you're on the morning crew 4am is really like 11 noon So that's just what time lunch usually is A morning snack (laughs) Or a morning snack There you go So And
0: I enjoyed it thoroughly And we are going to enjoy the weather thoroughly today before November, you know, November's again.
1: Yes. One commercial, I think, once said you can eat pizza anytime if we all want to harken back to the 90s. I see no lies there. Anyway, let's talk about the forecast. Another insanely nice day. Uh, 70, mid-70s, I'm going to go with. I'm not going to give a number because we could hit near record-breaking warm temperatures for today, which is crazy to think about on November eighth, um, so excited about that. Rain starts to move in, but not until tonight. So closer to like ten o'clock. Hopefully, I am praying that I will be asleep by ten o'clock tonight uh, when that rain starts to move through. That brings in the cold front, so then we're back to to normal. So back into the the fifties, the cold overnights. Don't get caught off guard, especially if you're just a person who looks at the highs and the lows on an app. Uh, If you see 68 high tomorrow, yeah, that's at like two o'clock in the morning. So that's one of the mornings where the heat uh, is still overnight and then it starts to drop as the day goes on. So don't get caught in the cold without the proper attire. But that is all coming from meteorologist Randy Rico. Tomorrow is a morning make sure you're tuning in to listen to her because she can explain how those temperatures all shake out.
0: So enjoy the day. Okay, time to get to the headlines. Five on five in five. Five stories on Channel 5 in about
2: five minutes. Fletcher, a very obvious first headline once again. Yes, and today's (laughs) very much going to be a five-ish minutes. But yes, uh, obvious headline number one. The results are in in Ohio. Ohio voters let their voices be heard with two major statewide issues being passed by the voters.
0: Let's start with issue one. That was enshrining abortion rights into uh, the Ohio. Constitution, a 56.6% vote. That's according to the AP and 430 this morning, but it was called around 915 last night that this was going to be going for the yes vote. So uh, the uh, abortion rights, the right to an abortion will be going into the state constitution in about 30 days or so. Uh, We were at both election parties last night. Obviously, the yes is extremely happy about it. The no's, um, we got a a statement from the Catholic Church, the Archbishop um, here in Cincinnati who, you know, was obviously upset. They, they wanted the no's to go um, their way. But it's uh, one thing that the fight is still not over yet. The no's could basically do what the yeses did and try to get a constitutional amendment on the ballot next year. But again, that would be a statewide initiative. Issue two legalization of recreational marijuana.
1: We knew this was going to bring people out to the polls, and it did, in fact. So one with 57% of the vote, so similar to issue one. Uh, But when we're talking about this, uh, just because it passed doesn't mean all is, you know, free and clear, just to be mindful of that. Uh, Whatever your habits are at home, they still are what they were yesterday in 29 days, December 7th, What are you giggling at?
0: It's free and clear. I just picture smoke in the air (laughs) because we're talking about the issue,
1: too. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, uh, December 7th. That is when this will go into effect, and also obviously a lot of other things have to happen. Dispensaries have to open, permits have to be issued, all those different kind of hoops to jump through need to go through. So uh, we will start to see, I'm sure, a lot of that unfold over the next 29 days ahead of uh, December 7th.
0: Yeah, it's around Ohio elections, particularly Cincinnati local issue 22. That was the rail sale. It prevailed by about 2,500 or so votes. So they will be, they will have the ability to sell the railroad to Norfolk Southern for about 1.6 billion. All of that money. Will be going to infrastructure. Then the Cincinnati Zoo levy. This is not new money. This is a continuas- continuization of money that was already being put towards the zoo to, you know, operating costs, taking care of the animals. That also passed 68, uh, that 68%. 68% um, for the yeses there. And of course, everything on
2: WLWT.com. Yep. Uh, local board races, anything we didn't cover here, you can find over on our website. Uh, our second story continuing to talk election results in Kentucky. Majority of uh, Kentuckians. Uh, voted split tickets with the governor's mansion seeing a uh, a continued occupant. Absolutely. Governor Andy Bashir, He
0: wins again. We'll be getting a second term. Kelly and I, we were texting last night watching the returns come in. And once we saw those rural counties, those Trump counties start to complete their voting and be shifting even blue, even just by a few votes, you knew Governor Bashir might have a shot at this, and he ended up coming out on top. So he will take the governorship over Daniel Cameron, the attorney general. Uh, down the ticket, though, the attorney general will go uh, to Russell Coleman, and the secretary of state will be Michael Adams once again. So uh, it's one of those things where Kentucky is still very much red, but they still will have a Democratic governor.
1: Yeah, largely, you know, when you're looking at the state elections— Governor Bashir was the only Democrat to win. Everyone else mostly went to the Republican candidate. Um, but it was interesting to see how that kind of came down to the end of them tallying votes. I mean, you know, you, you watched it kind of tick back and forth, and you saw those votes coming in. Um, but I think Governor Bashir winning re-election. We're supposed to hear from him today about his future for his second term.
2: In non-election news, our third story, uh, six days after a deadly shooting in the West End, police are still searching for who is responsible for killing 11-year-old Dominic Davis and injuring five others. A heartbreaking story.
1: This, you know, and it I think you go through the different stages of this one where first it's just shock and devastation, and then now I think it's starting to build into anger frustration because people are wanting answers, wanting to know what the heck happened here, how the person or people responsible can be found and brought to justice. You've got a family that has to bury an 11-year-old boy who should be waking up and heading to school this morning. So, And then also just the other people injured by the gunfire. A group of people outside on a Saturday night should not have to worry about a drive-by shooting like this.
0: Wow, it's uh, heartbreaking. So there's a be community leaders gathering uh, where Dominic Davis went to school to discuss how to move forward. There's a memorial building in his honor. His parents have been talking about this, uh, trying to get somebody to turn themselves in. And services for Dominic will be held on Friday. So we'll be t- staying on top of the story until we get some answers and hopefully an arrest and somebody brought to justice very soon.
2: Our fourth story uh, this morning, uh, yesterday, Hamilton County officials provided new details uh, after a dismembered body was found in north fairmount uh sunday morning
1: this is a very disturbing story um they're saying that this woman died recently and they have no identifying tattoos or
2: birthmarks piercings
1: anything like that uh found in the woods of north fairmount just uh off of i believe Beachmont, or not too far from Beachmont. um but Friday, they were found, this woman was found, they're saying, the only known details right now, a woman who is black, about five feet tall, in her late 20s to early 30s, they're saying potentially uh, she may have either been pregnant at one time or had a child, Um, and as the county coroner was saying you know, someone, someone knows who this person is, someone is missing a daughter, someone is missing a friend or hasn't heard from someone. Um, So they are asking anyone with information to call Crime Stoppers, 513-352-3040. This is going to be one of those that truly, if you saw anything, something, you know, seemed off that you passed by in North Fairmount over the weekend, and, and you're just curious of if it matters, call them. I'm sure they will take any tip they can get.
2: Another story that we will, if, as soon as we get any information on, we will update you on our website as well. And finally, rounding us out to, to the pitch, a uh, bit of an interesting story developing that we're still getting bits and pieces of. FC Cincinnati's center bat Matt Miazga is reportedly at the center of controversy after he allegedly confronted g- match officials after Saturday's win in their dressing rooms. Uh, a statement put out by the officiating union said that a player from the match, they did not specify which team or which player on their post on X, uh, but went to the dressing room, had to be removed by stadium security. However in the hours after that report came or in the hours after that post came out multiple reports including ESPN and the athletic say not only was that player Matt Miazga but uh that it was him leaving the scene with an FCC staffer not with stadium uh security that reportedly uh was having to pull him away uh so still a lot to be uh cleared up there MLS has a statement uh you can read that in PRSA's the unions uh post on our website wlwt.com. we reached out to FC Cincinnati they uh declined to comment at this time uh, so that is what's going on there if you hear anything more about Matt Miazga he is already set to miss the next match due to yellow card accumulation from the first two games of the playoffs uh, on the pitch FCC could learn who they'll face in the semifinals uh, Philadelphia and New England played the second match of their best of three series if Philly wins they'll come to TQL later this month if the Revolution win they will play the decisive third game on Sunday
0: All right, that's five on five and five. We'll be back on your Thursday. Enjoy the weather while you still can before the temperature drops. That's Fletcher. That's Kelly. I'm Steven. We'll see you tomorrow.